Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawant Saluja. Our first reading will come from January 7th, Strengthening My Recovery, Emotional Sobriety. Through meditation, we begin to visualize emotional sobriety. Many of us had trouble learning the rules of punctuation when we were in grade school. We wrote sentences without commas, such as, we ate the dog, did not, which sounded like, we ate the dog. The rules were foreign to us and seemed difficult to master, but as we trudged forward, we picked up little tips along the way, like using commas that told us to breathe, pause, here. Emotional sobriety can be very much like punctuation because it allows us to set limits and be more clear about our wants and needs. When we pause and breathe, life becomes more manageable. As we learn to express our unexpressed grief to others in the program, we find that they understand what we're saying because we're saying it in a way they can hear us. As we listen intently to the problem and the solution when they're read in our meetings, we learn to not only hear, but absorb them. We begin to visualize what our life can be like if we practice the steps and use the tools of ACA, including meditation. We learn to pause, breathe deeply, focus, and start to make emotional sobriety a reality in our lives. On this day, I will pause and remember that just as it took time to learn the rules of punctuation in school, so too can I achieve emotional sobriety with practice and focus, but the effort is definitely worth it. It is such a privilege to be able to read this book, and you know, really, this podcast keeps me accountable to be reading this because you know, lately I haven't been able uh, to meditate. And then I didn't even think of the idea that you could visualize emotional sobriety. Like what would life look like if we weren't addicted to excitement? You know, what would life look like if we expect the best and get it? You know, as the promises, we learn to, you know, have fun and play in our lives. You know, what would, what would life look like if we enjoyed being around healthy people? And then there's that reminder of meditation, which, you know, I sometimes get caught up in the like wanting to do it right. It's like, it's not always, you know, it's that all or nothing thinking that, you know, is, uh, you know, a cornerstone, I guess, of being like an adult child of an alcoholic. And, um, you know, like even pausing for a minute or three minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds, I mean, it can do a lot. Um it could get you to breathe like fully. Um, so this was a, a terrific reminder, but also an idea and yet another tool, which is visualize what recovery could look like. You know, I really had trouble with visualization prior to this program. Now it feels like more of a possibility, but somebody pointed out that if you have trouble visualizing, it's that's not necessarily true because you might just be negatively visualizing things all the time. So this is a really powerful and, 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 you know, I think my inner child always loves new ideas and this is not an idea that I really thought. And, you know, so, you know, I'm going to keep doing this podcast cause I, I'm going to miss out on this stuff. This keeps me accountable. Okay. The next reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, Dealing with Painful Feelings. Feelings of hurt or anger can be some of the most difficult to face. We can feel so vulnerable, frightened, and powerless when these feelings appear. And these feelings may trigger memories of other, similar times when we felt powerless. Sometimes, to gain a sense of control, 
We may punish the people around us, whether they are people we blame for these feelings or innocent bystanders. We may try to get even, or we may manipulate people behind people's backs to gain a sense of power over the situation. These actions may give us a temporary feeling of satisfaction, but they only postpone facing our pain. Feeling hurt does not have to be so frightening. We do not have to work so hard to avoid it. While hurt feelings aren't as much fun as feeling happy, they are still just feelings. We can surrender to them, feel them, and go on. That does not mean we have to seek out hurt feelings or dwell unnecessarily on them. Emotional pain does not have to devastate us. We can sit still, feel the pain, figure out if there's something we need to do to take care of ourselves, and then go on with our life. We do not have to act in haste. We do not have to punish others to get control over our feelings. We can begin sharing our hurt feelings with others. That brings relief and often healing to them and to us. Eventually, we learn the lesson that real power comes from allowing ourselves to be vulnerable enough to feel hurt. Real power comes from knowing we can take care of ourselves, even when we feel emotional pain. Real power comes when we stop holding others responsible for our pain and we take responsibility for all our feelings. Today, I will surrender to my feelings, even the emotionally painful ones. Instead of acting in haste or attempting to punish someone, I will be vulnerable enough to feel my feelings. You know, wouldn't necessarily say my palms were sweating kind of reading this, but this does feel like a, can definitely feel like a titanic challenge of just kind of sitting there with very uncomfortable feelings, um, you know, when so much of the pattern has been to act in haste. But I had to remember to trust Melody Beatty. Um, as, as a friend of mine says, you know, the lady just, she, she drops truth bombs, you know, and, you know, feelings do pass. They feel really awful though when they happen. And, um, you know, so I'll just keep, uh, I'll keep doing these readings and keep doing the work and, uh, you know, progress, not perfection. And that concludes this episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, and to love myself.